How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Orange and Brew, the podcast where we married our two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. I am JT Matthews. You can find me at JT Matthews01 on Twitter, and I'm here with the Dr. Nicholas Manning at PR underscore in Manning on Twitter. And of course, I'm here with super producer, editor, and co host John Cronenberg at John K NFL. How are we doing today, boys? It is Friday. It's always a good day. Friday. That's right, Friday. I have to say, what a comeback on your opening, by the way. Yes. What a comeback. It, I, it, I, good. I, I just love it. <laughs> I, I almost stumbled through the, the Doc's Twitter handle, but I just committed. And if it's wrong, I'm sorry. Went for it. You know what? I saw the fight. So, you know, you push through. You push through right there. You know, you just you do the best you can in the moment. So that's all you that's can do. That's what you do. Yep. It was you definitely better. Game, but you always can give a effort. That's right. That's right. And I uh I think I read him reading myself. So I'll, I'll I will be content with that for yeah, today. We'll take it. We'll take it. I'll get it back down. I don't know why. Lately it's just been a stumbling block, but we we'll get there. You know, yeah. it's like when you like do something and it's automatic <clears throat> for so long and you're not thinking about it, and then you start thinking about it and you're like, Wow, is this right? You know, yes. it's like when you like um, say the same word over and over, and it starts to sound wrong. Yep. You know, Eight. have you done that? Uh, yeah, yes, done I that. have. You're like, is that the word? Like, that's the weirdest sounding word ever. But I guess it's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of where I was at. But bounce back. We're doing good. It's Friday. Nuggets play tonight. Abs won last night. Yeah, they did. But comeback. Talk about comebacks, bro. I was scared. I was like, man, if we lose two at home. To start the series, we're in trouble. You know, it was going to be rough. I mean, yeah, they had a choice to make, right? Makar, who doesn't get very mad very often, pissed. Yeah. Don't grab my stick, bro. Don't grab my stick. <clears throat> Down to nothing. Then it was like, give me that. Give me all them cookies. It was chippy. It was chippy. Yeah. Much more chippy than the first game, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could see it like, all right, all right, boys, we, uh, we've been here. Let's go get it done. And, uh, and they went and done did it. So, you know, if they go and take both up in Seattle, it'll be, you know, it's cute. He'll let you get one. Yeah, yeah. I'll just let me give you that false sense of security. Yeah, you know, make you feel good about yourself. So now I, you just need the Nuggets to uh, to lock them out tonight and be and just let's get the sweep going. Or even if you give away the second of yeah, the gentleman sweep. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, you know, I, I feel a lot better. I think so. I. I think if they go, if they get one of two, right, then it's a pretty emotional closeout. I would love for them to finish on the road. Um, oh, yeah. And I think the last two games, 
or actually all three really right in the in the Clippers Sun series. So even though the Clippers are down two one now, I think they've given you a pretty good blueprint on on how to play. Mm-hmm. The Sun's pretty tough. I mean, they hung in there real nice last night with no Kawhi Leonard. So I think that uh, a, a much better Denver Nuggets team has to feel pretty good about that. If they can go close out business, continue to improve, I think it will. Uh, I think it'll set ourselves up for a really nice showing in the second round. Yeah, I think the thing that bodes well for Denver is that if we play Phoenix, if we, or I guess, uh, is it, yeah, it's Phoenix. Arizona's the Coyotes. Um, if we play Phoenix, then they really only get scoring from three guys. You know, for eight and four, I'll say four guys, but like the bench, I don't, you don't worry about the bench at all. You know, they gave away Mikael Bridges. It totally set them back as far as perimeter defense goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what the I don't think they can they can stop our offense now. Can they score with us? Maybe, yeah. But they've um, the Bron- or the the Broncos the, the Nuggets have shown some good uh, adaptability on defense and and some clutch time defense. So we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to that because I think that's what's going to happen, especially if Kawhi doesn't play next game, which yeah. I bet he he'll try. But you know, we'll yeah. see. I meant Kawhi. What? I don't know what happened. I don't know. Well, let's uh, transition to some football talk because that's what we're really here for, even though we're excited about the other ones. Uh, Let's talk some draft. And uh, we've pulled up some mock drafts. Uh, Most of them are seven rounds. We got one four-round mock in there. And uh, we're just going to run through them real quick and see what we like, what we don't like, uh, Would if we would make the picks ourselves or if we'd go somewhere else. Why don't we start with seven-round CBS mock. Um, let me get to the third round because that's where we're at. So, Broncos start out in this mock taking uh, with pick 67, Chandler Zavala. Offensive lineman out of NC State. And then they follow that up immediately with Trenton Simpson with the next pick, 68. Trenton Simpson, linebacker, Clemson. Uh, any initial thoughts? I'll, I'll, I'll let you know the next few picks after that, too, just in case. So the picks after that were Hendon Hooker, Keanu Benton, Marvin Mims, Isaiah Foskey. So you got an edge wide receiver at Oklahoma. Keanu Benton, defense alignment, Wisconsin, Hendon Hooker, quarterback, Tennessee. Um, Given that lineup, what do you think? Doc, we'll start with you. What do you think of those first two picks? I also scrolled up a little bit. And so the the three picks before that were uh, Luke Whipler, not Whipler. Uh, Zach Pickens, who uh, is another player I like. Yeah. I assumed he'd be off the board before the Broncos picked. Yeah, probably. um, he would be a nice option. And Tank, don't call me little, Big <laughs> uh, were the first three picks of the third round before. That would hurt. That would yeah. hurt because those are all three players that I think I would have liked more than Savala. Really good athlete, really rough um, technique right now. And Trenton Simpson, I, I know John and I talked about this a little bit earlier before Um uh, linebacker need for the Broncos seems uh, yeah seems minimal. So <clears throat> attacking that with one of your very few picks early 
not ideal. Yeah. Not, I like the player. I like the player. I just sure, sure. The uh, you know is that long term fit? Sure. You know maybe you only project to Josie being here this year, and you you move on, and you want a replacement. I just think you can get cheaper pro options and continue to use draft capital for positions of more value. For sure. John, you agree with that? Any issue with those picks? Yeah. Uh, Zavala, I, I think it's just a little bit too early. As as Doc was saying, he's very raw. When I'm looking at someone in the third round as an offensive guard, I want them to be able to play if they need to uh, year one if, as a backup or again, maybe even push someone for a role. And I'm not sure if Zavala is there quite yet. I do like him, uh, but again, I think he needs a year of development to, to get going. So at 67, I feel like that's a little bit of a push uh, again, would rather probably go with a, a center, uh, you know, even though Zavala, you know, can play a, across the three interior positions. I think he is definitely a, a guard first and foremost, and when it comes to Trenton Simpson, I think he's a fantastic player. I, I love the, his game. I just don't know if the Broncos need him at that that high-value uh, asset kind of pick because, like Doc was saying, there are a lot of guys you can go ahead and sign uh, you know, with one-year deal, two-year deals that are in the NFL that are just you know waiting to be picked up. Um, so I really like the player. I think he has a lot of athletic ability. He has a lot of potential. I just don't think it's right for the Broncos to take someone that is going to be a part of uh, a, a basically inside rotation for the inside linebackers when you really have your guys set at uh, Jewel and, and with uh, Singleton. Again, this would be a thought ahead, thinking ahead of time uh, about Jewel's replacement. And I, I just don't think the Broncos are in a place to think about replacements right now versus getting guys that can be impactful year one or at least uh, to start to develop for, for, for that year too. So that that's my quick opinion on those guys. Love the names, just not for the Broncos at that third round 67, 68 position. What do you, do you agree JT? Yeah, I would agree for the most part. It's hard because you get to, you know, the, the Simpson pick and it's, it's like, you know, you get into that, that, that debate of like need versus, talent you know like you take the best available He's a bpa he really is the bpa there yeah and so and so like i i get the pick <clears throat> from that standpoint if he's if you, feel, if you feel like he's your best player available um but even just looking at the guys taken after i kind of like some of them more yeah um you know i like keanu ben i don't know that we need another run stuffer so i don't know that i'd go that direction but mims i might take a chance on a guy like mims at receiver if you're especially if you're i mean they haven't been serious about moving a receiver yet, but there's been conversations about it. You know, you're still looking for depth. We don't know what Washington's going to turn out to be. And so you've got some question marks there. Uh, or Foskey, you know, you always, I always, I'm always looking for edges, especially in this, this draft. I think that that's some way that they need to shore up. So would I be angry at the picks? Not specifically. Would I feel like we dropped the ball a little bit? Probably um, would be a little disappointed with this one so far. Um Let's jump to fourth round uh, with pick 108. Broncos take Catrell or Kytrell Clark. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but uh, cornerback Louisville. Uh, thoughts on that one, John? I threw you off. You thought I was going to go down yeah. first. 
Yeah, for me, um, I think this is definitely a little bit of a reach. I think there's a lot of talented cornerbacks. I think we've we've discussed the depth of the, this cornerback position plenty of times, and um, I don't have the picks you know around there quite uh, looking at it. But man, yeah. I honestly would be very. I can tell you. Want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me some corners around there, or some, some players. Even. Yeah, the cornerbacks that got took right before him. Actually, there's two cornerbacks, uh, Miles Brooks and Clark Phillips the third. Got taken right before Mm. then, Byron Young at edge. And then after that, a cornerback's not taken until the 121, which is Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. Um, So it sounds like there was a huge run of of corners really early in this mock. Um, You know, I I guess you have to, you know, you have to come away with one with the with the Broncos. Basically, like I've said in the past, they're they're losing uh, their corner, their their um, excuse me, their nickel corners after the end of this year. Um, mm-hmm. And you'd like to have someone behind Mathis in case Mathis has a little bit of a drop off after year uh, two. That that tends to happen. Um, so I'm not against the the selection of a, a cornerback there. I just wish it would have been someone that I'm more accustomed with. Uh, this is just a name that, again, I'm not as familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, he's a. I think he was a all SEC, ACC, sorry, performer in 2021. The only reason why I think he would fall this far is he did have a torn ACL at the end of that season, mm-hmm. which impacted him last year. Uh, 4.42 40 yard dash, 34 and a half Burt jumps, not huge, 5'10, uh, a buck 80. Um, not overly long but i think enough size he's thin for sure can play inside and outside though so i I think that that provides some instincts are really good positional versatility being able to come in and contribute if you're looking for a guy in the fourth round that can play early you want someone that can you know that can back up maybe both spots um so i I would like it i think at the fourth round i think that that would be a, a overall good selection at a position that i think that you you always really explore that room, mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's one of the one of the few areas where depth will always get tested, just based on how many how many guys you need out on the field at a time. So uh, I like it. I think that that's a, a a good pick in that area. Looking at some of the players that are around, um, they haven't addressed O line yet. Yeah. At some point, uh, especially with some of the players that uh, I got drafted after, Braden Daniels and Nick Broker, who both have experience and good athleticism inside and outside. So I think that that would be a, a thoughtful pick. Byron Young, who I really like, and I think that the Broncos really like. I picked him. That kind of hurts. Um, so uh, that's my thought. I think it's a, I think it's a good pick. Overall, yeah, yeah I, I'd take it. I'd feel, I'd feel better about that pick, especially at that spot, than either of the previous two. Yeah, me too, me too. I, I like I like this pick. Um, I don't know. He's kind of the, the cornerback that that it, I'm drawn to as far as his skill set, which he's he's pretty much able to match guys stride for stride, stride mirrors him well. You know, he's a little twitchy, which is good. He's got good IQ. Um and he had he he uh, showcased well during the the Shrine Bowl too, um, and he plays he plays with a, an edge which I like. Um, you know his his height is not ideal. His length is probably a, a little 
uh, low, smaller than you'd like. Um, so he might get mismatched on the outside uh, or in the slot. Uh, and I don't know that he's got a ton of experience in the slot, but he's just a guy that I think I would be happy with. I think it's a, it's a position of need in this draft. And so if they went this direction, I wouldn't be frustrated at all. Um, and looking at the rest of the draft, it really was, um, you know, the only p- player outside of him for cornerback that stood out to me was Riley Moss, and you could have gotten him in the sixth round. So to be honest, I, I the more you guys spoke about this, the more I warmed up to the idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's jump to 139 <laughs> Broncos pick safety Daniel Scott. Uh, I'm going to do the next few just so we can kind of react to all of them. And then at pick 195, Broncos pick Trevor Downing, center out of Iowa State. And then, sorry, I got to scroll to it. Is that it? Am I missing one? No, that's it. Okay, that's it. So the last two. So center and a safety. Um, I don't know much about these guys. Do you, either of you have much uh, – have you guys looked into these guys at all, Trevor? Daniel Downing? Scott. When it comes to Daniel Scott, I know um, one of our friends uh, in Jolene uh, has been really high on him. She's kind of had him as the sleeper pick for her. So, you know, when I when I look at him, he, he has very good technique. He knows where to be. Um, it's just a matter of, does he have the actual physical attributes to go along with it? I think mentally he has all what it takes. Um, and and that's what I, what I've understood from just kind of hearing from other people discuss him. I don't know if any of you have heard about, uh, Scott a little bit either. You know, a a little bit, he's a good athlete, um, Mm -hmm. good size. So four, four, five, almost a 40 inch vert. So overall, a good athlete. He's a uh, um, at least what I checked. Much more of a of a free safety. Not going to fill much, much boxes, which is pretty interesting because he's like six two two fifteen. He's not a really good tackler, um, and he's twenty five. So yeah, based on some of the info that we heard and kind of what you think about, you know, he, if you're looking for someone at that range to come in and just contribute on special teams um you know could maybe come in as a dimebacker or something like that but again he's not you know he's not playing um not playing the run overly well so um tools enough tools just again older prospect and not a clear vision i think for how he can contribute on defense but if you're if you're looking at building a special teams, um, maybe he's a guy that can do that. You know, speed size combo. Maybe you coach him up. Maybe they think his technique is just poor, and it's not a lack of of want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first thought was that's probably a a special teams pick. You know, a depth pick. I mean, and at this point in the draft, those are probably what those picks are going to be, anyways. For sure. I think there's pro- probably some upside, but I think you're definitely. <laughs> excuse me. You're definitely getting an athlete that can play special teams and, and be solid for you. Um, Downing, I just pulled up a little scouting report on him because I wasn't sure, so we may as well look at it. Uh, let's see. Zone gap prospect who started for three seasons at Iowa State. Uh, quickly gets into blocks, bends knees, gets leverage on opponents, effective with his hands. 
fundamentally sound. Um, remains disciplined with the silence, slides in space. Struggles to handle larger opponents, gets knocked around in the middle of the field. Rarely finishes run blocks. Um, sounds like a sounds like a smart guy. Sounds like a guy that's got some skills, but maybe lacks some athleticism and some uh, some ability to finish. So, I, I mean, I like the the idea of taking an interior lineman at this point. You know, it's it's a position of need, a center. I think we've all talked about wanting center. Uh, you know, in this draft, that'll be a little later than we'd like it, maybe, but. Uh, not a bad pick in my mind, necessarily. Not to get that late. Either want a guy that has a ton of physical upside or a guy with experience that can pick the game up quick, right? So if they got to come in, you feel like they can contribute. Uh, and at the NFL level, experience and intelligence, especially at center, oftentimes can outweigh a ton of the rest. They can make the right calls. Are they in position? They technically sound all that good stuff. So, um, don't know if that I, I would have liked that addressed earlier for sure, like we had said. But yeah, yeah. I, I do like that it is addressed, and you're taking someone with uh, with starting experience in a power five, which is much better than you know, maybe taking it the older prospect that's at D two or something. For sure. All right, we ready to move on to the next one? That's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll go through these a little quicker. I'll try and do more than one or two at a time. So uh, this is Sporting News, seven-round mock. Uh, We'll do the first two together since they're right next to each other. Um, Pick 67, Broncos in this draft take. uh, Will McDonald, edge out of Iowa State. And then follow that pickup at 68 with DJ Turner, cornerback out of Michigan. Uh, Initial reaction there, Doc? I... I know you won't like this, but I like DJ Turner. Um, <laughs> I know he he has a little bit of an injury history, um, but can play inside and outside. And he, if I recall, I don't know if he ran at the um, at the combine, but I know that there was speculation that in college he ran a four two four forty. So kick and fly, not overly big, five eleven. Like a, we'll probably play at a buck eighty or buck eighty five. Yeah, um, but big time college experience, right? I think anytime that you play Ohio State once a year, you're playing against you're playing against first rounder after first rounder after first rounder. On top of you know, I think Penn State produces some some pretty good receivers. Minnesota's had a few. Um, I, I think other programs will challenge you a little bit. So I think if you're going to aim for something like that, someone with some pretty good tools and, uh, yeah. and experience at a big time program. So I like that one. Will McDonald. I know I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna let John talk a little bit more about that because he will I think it's way too early. Uh way yeah. too early. That's, like that's to say the least. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the edge position taken. Sure. I think it's way too early, especially because my man crush, I really like Blake Blake Freeland. Uh, I think he's a really good athlete. And then um he was taken essentially kind of right after. Uh-huh. Uh, so that would that would bother me uh and so was uh jack campbell so part of it's like all right if you're going to aim for you know linebackers why not take a better version of josie jewel yeah or yeah. i mean i think that there's a lot uh, i i have issue with that one that one bothers me sure uh john yeah 
This one, uh, McDonald bothers me. Um, just, be, just the fact because the Broncos have so much depth going on with edge right now. Um, Christopher Allen to Bonito to, you know, the guys who are starting Browning and, uh, and Gregory, I think they just have a lot of depth and I wouldn't attack it as my first pick. I think you need to go ahead and grab a center right now. The only center taken was, I believe Schmidt at this point. So you have your choice of, of the, of the centers in this draft. If you want to corner is uh, addressed very well with 68. I do like G- DJ Turner. Like you said, he's very quick. He can uh, basically make up if, if for some reason he takes a misstep, he can make it up with his speed and, and get right back there with the, the receiver. But again, McDonald, I, I love him as a player, but do the Broncos really need another edge at their first pick? to to really get them to to take an, a, a big jump i just don't see him getting enough enough snaps enough really anything to have a, a huge impact on this team where you can have players that can have an impact on this team like your cornerbacks like your centers uh like like even your receivers with uh hamler out mm-hmm. and maybe someone who can stretch the field i just feel like with will mcdonald you're getting someone who is again a great a great pass rusher but someone that is a uh repetitive kind of need based i i just don't feel it as a need p- period I, I i really don't but with five picks uh i'm viewing it as you can wait for an edge till next year see how bonito turns out um and if bonito has does struggle this year well then then there is some uh concern and you can go attack that next year when you have your full assets going for you in 2024 that's how i view it with edge as well as you know you can move on from some of the other guys uh, going into 2024. Um, but I also yeah. want to see Jacob Martin. I think that's one player that people forget about. Uh, the I think he went to Cherokee Trails or was it Grandview? Um, Jacob Martin, I want to see him as well. He got injured right when we got him. I want to see him more. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Uh, 108 Denver Broncos take DeMarvion Overshone, linebacker out of Texas. Um. And then follow that pick up with this one. This draft is hard to read. It's not as clean as the other one. Uh, at 139, Broncos take Trey Dean, safety out of Florida. Uh, any thoughts on either of those guys? One second. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit harder to uh, yeah, get a hold of. Yeah, it's not of. quite as easy to get through. And so uh, it's it's oh it's I'll say real quick on Overshone. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's you know someone who the Broncos have targeted. We're not targeted. Basically, uh, fans have targeted for a few years, and he ends up not going in the draft. He went back. I think this was his fifth year as a senior, even. Um, and and again, he just wanted to keep getting better at Texas, and, and that way, uh, nothing against him, but I think it did hurt his his draft stock a little bit. And I I yeah. do see him as as someone who's uh, a two down backer at this point. I, I don't see the coverage skills uh, quite there yet. I, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a safety physically and he's played linebacker a lot. I think a couple years ago, it would have been a nice pick when you scroll down to see all the players that were picked right after um, Whipler, Jerry Patterson, Riley Moss, um, Jay Spears. Yep. I mean, Tariq Stevenson, Rakeem Jarrett. I think that there's there's a lot of really good players right around there that I think are much more appropriate for the Broncos. I think Dean is a is a pretty good player. Uh, Florida safeties haven't really panned out though. So I was gonna say you like a Florida safety. 
Uh, no, I wouldn't take that. But <laughs> I think in the in the sixth round, I think he's a he's a player with really good experience, big time program kid. Come play special teams, you know. I I think you assume or hope that there's been some um, you know some good pedigree in there. That wouldn't have been who I would take. So yeah. um, Parker Washington, I think Tyler Steen is a you know a- Alabama offensive lineman. I think sometimes you bank on they're all going to be top tier um, athletes. Nick Hampton, mm-hmm. I like, is a good uh, edge rusher, uh, potentially at Appalachian State. Uh, and then Will Mallory is a really good athlete, tight end out of Miami. And so just keep scrolling down. My guy, uh, Wayne Morris, is there yeah. too. Um, at, he was there at 149 for Green Bay. So, no, much more. And I would even take uh, Dorian Thompson, Thompson Robinson. I think you can have a, a dual threat quarterback that you can groom a little bit and and uh you know then i think you got three three quarterbacks on your roster that can do some pretty cool stuff to be honest with you so yeah uh, i even like ivan pace jr a little bit better than i would rather have him mm-hmm. for that you know some some depth um i think he's a better player at his position than dean is but i understand kind of what that pick sometimes you're just you're uh you're hoping but there's plenty more guys that i like better um yeah, Dean Dean doesn't excite me. It's I think like I like his size and I like his physicality, but that's about it. Um, you're on a four seven five. Yeah, it still seems a little slow, you know. Uh, especially someone who's going to potentially be your last line of defense. I don't know if you want. I someone's got to be. He's got to be at least able to keep up with with some of your uh, elite receivers in this uh, division. So. Uh, I'll pass on that one. Uh, last last one. This one's kind of fun. Alex Ward long This is a head scratcher. I looked ahead. Wow. <laughs> UCF long snapper. Uh, Alex Ward. Sure. No. No. You want a, you, you want a long slap snapper? <laughs> look look at the guys taken after. Look at these tight ends. I mean, yeah. starting at 207, Darius Rush, then Chandler Zaveria. Uh, next with the with the Giants, Luke Schoonmaker. I mean, so many guys after that we we all have uh, had at least some kinship to, uh, and it's just yeah. wow, why? You know that that's that always confused me. Why didn't you resign Bogenmeyer for a cheap deal? It's not like he's that much. You're going to use a, oh. a draft asset on it. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah. That's Dante still is a good player. Cam Mitchell, running back, Ibrahim, uh, Payne Durham. Ibrahim. Uh, yep, Jackson Kirkland, <laughs> my guy, Michael Wilson, uh, receiver. Yeah. Even Billingsley, at least, is like a, he played at Texas and Alabama. He was a freak athlete. Didn't really, like, see it. So, I mean, there's just – I'll never draft a long sniper. Never. Yeah, Especially in the sixth so round. I'm like, what? What are you – The sixth round is crazy. This is where I would have taken an edge, like Yaya uh, Diaby. Um, yep. from Louisville, and he went at 219. So it's just one of those things where I'm I, a little confused here because I think that's where you can get your edge and you can start doing stuff like that to develop players. Again, spend 30, 30K more and get, get that long snapper, uh, whatever yep. that little bit of margin is because it's not saving enough to roll over to next year to make a difference. Nah, no, I agree. I can't imagine Sean taking a long snapper. That's terrible. Um, that, that may be the most egregious one. pick I've seen in a mock. Yeah, this year actually. <laughs> I, ha- this I hate was, to, to say that. This is that a pretty is bad. Egregious. This is a pretty bad mock, but it's like we need to. Like, 
We need to write them a strongly worded message. That would leave yeah, right. Like let's them. let's send them a, a little strong <laughs> word. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, we'll run through these last two. Uh, <laughs> four round NFL. Uh, dot com mock. Uh, they have pick sixty seven. Different Broncos take Keanu Benton, D tackle out of Wisconsin. Uh, sixty eight. They take DJ Turner. So a return of DJ Turner. Um. Right after them, though, right after Turner, they have Julius Brents and Darius Rush come off the board. So I think that that's interesting. Uh, any gut reaction to that? Give me one second. NFL.com does not want to work for me right now. Oh, that's all right. Why don't you? Do I that? mean, I, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I don't hate DJ Turner. I think I probably would prefer Julius Brents a little bit. Over DJ Turner. Keanu Ben is a little bit of a head scratcher for me, unless they feel like he can really generate some pass rush. Um, but we've got some run stuffing defensive tackles, and that's really his MO. Um yeah. I like Keanu Ben. Like I yeah. think he he could be a force. Um, and or maybe you're just coming up with a uh a depth for uh, maybe Purcell moving on at some point. You know, Purcell's not getting any younger. He's been in the system for a little bit now. So maybe, I mean, as a depth piece, I wouldn't be upset. I don't know that it's your best value, though. I see. I like it. I think if he were there, I think he's improved as a pass rusher. I still think he's unrefined. Yeah. His ability to stop the run, especially if he can play a true nose, that would be the, uh-huh. can you project him on the nose? If you can, I think it's a really good thing. If not, I do think it's a kind of a poor man's DJ Joe. Um, yeah. I like DJ Turner. I don't know if I like him better than Julius Brents or Darius Rush, uh, but or uh, Jonathan Mingo or Byron Young a little bit later. But I do <laughs> like, but I do like him. So if that were the pick, yeah. even though I would have preferred probably the other two guys, the only I think better aspect of it is um, is he played in my opinion in a well a better program than either of the two. Darius Rush did play in the SEC. Uh, so you give them that, but the, both of them are redshirt seniors. So uh, they're probably 23, 24, right? Something like that. And uh, Turner is a redshirt junior. So um, I think maybe you're banking on the you know, extra year of, yeah. of <clears throat> personal and physical development that you got them for. So uh, I like both of those picks. Yeah, Those two at least are, in my opinion, much more sound and on the nose for areas that I would like the Broncos to address at those picks. Yeah, I just like the other, I do the have other a, two. Oh. Sorry, I just like the other two quarterback size a little bit more. Not that 5'11 small yeah. for DJ Turner, but two 6'2 athletic guys. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I would probably lean towards size a little bit just because I like those more physical cornerbacks. Sorry, go ahead, John. I did have a question because at pick 77, we see Sidney <clears throat> Brown go. Uh, the safety from Illinois. And for, for me, it, that's been a real hard uh, decision to not take him. I've seen him in a lot of max, mocks. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on uh, on adding Sidney Brown? I know it's going to uh, a depth, you know, a position of depth. You have Caden Stearns. You you have you have depth there. Um, but would you consider it? That's my question. Yeah. Do you want to go, Doc? You want me to go? Um, go for it. Uh, I don't have a lot of hope in Caden Stearns, and so I would definitely consider it. Uh, not that I don't have hope, but I think that he 
I, I want him to stay healthy and I want to see it. We saw it a little bit last uh, season and the season before some physicality, some things that I liked, but I think that overall, I think he's still got a lot to show. And so I'll be interested to see if he can step in and be that, but I like, I would, I would be okay with Sidney Brown uh, and I would might actually like the pick. Um, you know, I, I like his physicality. Uh, he's got good straight line speed, but in 10, 10 picks, um, that's productivity on that level. So I don't know. I don't know that he's the most fluid athlete, but someone who could definitely come in and make an impact and give you some depth. So I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I I think if he's BPA, you're right. Like I think he's a really good athlete. He's smaller though. I think he's like five nine. I think the Brown brothers are not very tall, um, but a really good athlete, springy, fast, bouncy. Um, I'm not sold on anyone outside of Justin Simmons. So I think anytime that you can you can get Fair. someone that maybe can be an impact player at any position in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, even if they're not at a position quote of need, uh, if they're not and they're they're a really good player and you have them projected much higher value, I think you take them and then you you let it sort itself out. I think there are deals, trades, cuts you can make to go sign someone at a need area um, and stock your roster with good players. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm in agreement with uh, basically Caden Stern's injury history being a, a huge mm-hmm. question mark. And, you know, I like PJ Locke, but it's a one-year deal and, uh, you know, you got to kind of start thinking. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, last pick for the Broncos in this draft, uh, pick 108, different Broncos to select Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Uh, knee-jerk reaction, John, on that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that the Broncos are going to need a receiver. I just don't know if uh, this is the receiver I go with personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's probably a lot of other guys out there. Um, let's see, what was this, 108? Yeah, 108. So let's see, after him, let's look for receivers. I'm not seeing many receivers coming right off the board. I mean, uh, just, you know, for example, example right after, uh, I think I saw Tank Dell. Uh, I would rather have him, for example. Uh, there's just yeah. some other guys I, I would rather have, basically, that are a little bit more polished, can come in and make an impact kind of day one. Yeah, Doc, you agree? Um, I like I like Tyler Scott. I think, yeah. he's a, I, think he's a, I think he'll be a starter or could be a starter at some point. I think he probably could provide uh-huh. what you thought KJ could. Right. Um, 40-inch vert. So he's not not tall, but can get up four four wheels. Um, so really good athlete. They had uh, NFL.com, so by their own thing, had him ranked as the fourth best athleticism score amongst receivers, which I think is a a, a pretty cool pretty cool stat. Yeah. Their comparison is Ty Hilton. So you know if you get four man's even Ty coming out of the slot, I think uh, I think that'd be really impactful. So I think at this area, again at the at, at this selection, you know, taking a receiver is not the worst thing. I mean, if there's anything like Ty, if he has hands like Ty, that that'd be great. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a KJ Hamler replacement basically. If you go this route, I'd be okay with it. It wouldn't be my favorite pick, but I do like his skills. You know, I think he was a a, a sprinter, um, so he's got definitely got top end speed. Um, I just read. 
as I was looking through here, 10 of his 14 career touchdowns went for 30 plus yards. So he's definitely a big play, you know, a guy that can hit on a, uh, on a long bomb or, or, you know, turn a small play into something bigger. Uh, and I think he's got some, some return potential. So if you have doubts about, you know, who's going to be your returner, that's definitely a way to go. Uh, let's stop there. Three mocks was good. And we're running shorter on time than I thought we would be. So um, let's take a break and come back on the other side with some beer time. And no perfect time than a Friday for beer time. Beer time. We are having beer time. Uh, unfortunately, the doc is his his beer fridge has been raided uh, by me mostly, and so uh, I'm solo during beer time today. But that's okay. Have you had any good beers lately? Have you been able to to indulge at all? I know you've been doing the keto, so probably not. But I just thought I'd ask. And not, yeah, not lately. Um, but out in uh, the San Diego, had a oh, few, yeah. uh, few nice tasting brews. Oh, man, I don't even remember what I had, but I had a, uh, a local brewery IPA at the zoo. Ooh. I'm going to Google that here while you're going. And then, um, yeah, I will uh, I'll look that up. So that was kind of the last new one that I had outside of uh, what we've tried together. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a bit, probably another week and a half or so before I uh, write down another beer. But, yeah. Nice. I mean, it's always fun to drink beer when you're out of town. You know, we I mean, we get we're spoiled because it's Colorado and we have beer everywhere. But it's always good. I, I still want to go to Russian River, which is in California. It's not San Diego, though. Um, but that's where they have like that IPA called Pliny the Elder. That's like so well renowned as one of the best beers ever. Uh, and I've had it and it's delicious. So uh, it made me just want to try all their beers. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'll have a chance someday. Um, but in the meantime, I have a nice Palisade peach wheat from Breckenridge Brewery. All right. Oh. A solid Colorado staple. Breckenridge has been around for a minute. I don't think they need much uh, publicity from us, but uh, regardless, it's a hazy American wheat bursting with peach flavor. Uh, Palisade peaches, which is in Colorado. So you're Colorado peaches and they're delicious. Um, are you a peach guy? Do you like peaches? I mean, I like what's that? What's that peaches song? Uh, America? What is it? We got your peaches the down. Peach in tree? Oh no! Gosh, I was going it. beaver. No, it's like a while. It was like punk rock. Um, I don't remember. I, I like peaches. I don't know. I don't know peach beer. I don't know peach <clears> beer. It was are you talking you, about? I don't even know how old you were. You probably like. Three. Are you talking about the president of the United States of America? Yes. Exactly. Peaches, oh, look peaches come from a can. Yeah. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. There you go. Age. My my age is showing. Your age That's is showing too. That is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I don't, so think, I don't think a beaver. That's not who I think of first. When I think of peaches. I mean, it's not the first thing I think about when I think of peaches either. For <laughs> being real. Let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> There's emojis, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You know, uh, 
All right. Well, I don't think I've had the Palisade Beach. And if I have, it's been so long that I've forgotten. So we're going to try it out today. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm excited. I'm going to Boulder this afternoon. Nice. Uh, and for, uh, I'm seeing a podcast live. Uh, and I'm going to go to Avery, I think, and get some beer mm-hmm. at Avery before we go over to the, the podcast. So I'm excited about that. I was looking at their lineup. They've got... Uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but I think they've got a 17 percenter on tap right now that uh, I don't know if I'll get it, but I was at least like considering it. And there's one that's like a 14 percenter and it's an imperial stout with coffee. Uh, and it actually sounded kind of good. So I might actually get that one. But yeah. uh, Avery, solid, been around for a long time and they've always made good beer. So uh, if, you, if you're in boulder go check them out too but for now palisade peach here we go hitting it up right now cheers i'm stoked about it did you find the one you had hmm? in uh in the san diego no. not yet Looked up i distracted people. you with peaches it's okay yeah sure uh, okay um this is interesting it's definitely wheat a wheat beer Tastes like a wee beer. Mm-hmm. Um, light, which is good. Pretty crushable, which uh, we always enjoy. A crushable beer. Mm-hmm. Not getting a ton of like, if I had drank that and I hadn't read peach, I'm not sure that I would have put that together. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a tartness and a little bit of sweetness. Um, but I don't know that I would have pulled peach out of that. So that's mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of false advertising, I, I would say, on their end. However, it's refreshing. I think, you know, with the weather kind of warming up, not really maintaining, but getting there. Uh, Definitely a spring uh, summer beer. Something I'd be happy to to drink. Okay. To be honest. You know, aside from the, they didn't give me exactly what I was expecting. They did a pretty good job. Uh, I haven't had a wheat beer in a while. So I, I think I'm maybe more inclined to try more wheat beers after this too, because it's not one that I normally lean towards. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Okay. So there might be some wheat beers in my future, which will be interesting. They're just oh, light. They're easy to drink, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, they've got a little bit of bitterness. They're not super hoppy uh, like an IPA, but they're like mid-range. You know, you can taste the nice. hops in there. Nice. Uh, I'll, give it, I'll give it a medium a medium win. Medium win? Medium win. Um, I like it. I did find what I had. So I Ooh, had the Stone Delicious Double IPA, 9.4 ABV. Uh, it is sold all over the place. So I found that it's at the Grapevine liquor store near our house. So it is oh. all over, all over the Denver metro area. You can go find it. And you find it apparently at a come and go near us. Great. Um, which sounds great. So, uh, yeah, if I'm getting gas and I'm thirsty, why not? Yeah, why not? Just make sure you wait till you get home to drink it. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's responsible. That's the go part of the come and go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, beer time was a success. Don't look at me like that. Beer time (laughs) was a success. That's true. Uh, nailed it. And we've got some solid draft, mock draft coverage coming up in the third segment so stick with us and we will be right back
And we're back. Segment three. We're going over our own mocks and we're going to jump right into it with the doctor. You're going to kick us off and let us know how your mock went. If you liked it, if you didn't like it and uh, give me, give me your highlights, give me your low lights. I mean, I liked it cause it's mine, <clears throat> but I, <laughs> there were some missed opportunities. However, uh, my first selection, uh, Luke Whippler. Uh, PFFs, so I used PFFs, so I should intro with that. Used PFFs mock simulator, their number 48 prospect at number 67. So I thought that that was a, a good value. I traded number 68 to the Lions for pick 81, 152, 159, and 183. Oh, wow. Uh, that was a, a pretty good value, being able to move back, get me a, a slew of picks and see how it goes. Uh, then drafted defensive lineman Moro Ojimo out of Texas. Uh, really kind of a late bloomer. Um, really good athlete. Had uh, six sacks, I believe, this last season. Uh, so kind of coming into his own. Then uh, Sean Tucker, one of our one of our faves. We've talked about running back out of Syracuse with pick 139. Uh, went tackle. Not my favorite prospect. I feel like I should have. Tackled this a little bit earlier, but got Jordan McFadden at a Clemson. Uh, I feel like he's, you know, probably more of a backup swing tackle kind of player. Um, if he were to hit his ceiling, who knows stuff. Um, shorter, I think he's like 6'2", if I recall. It's not, not overly big. Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, I think he's just, he's been a really productive player at Ohio, uh, out of Iowa State. Got him at 159. So I like that pick. Uh, number 69 overall prospect on pff uh so uh pretty tremendous output graded him really high so i thought you know they thought that that was a good selection a little a plus right there uh, and then will mallory again projection good athlete tight end out of miami i think he's someone that can come in and be tight end three has some versatility that kind of stuff and then i got jalen moreno cropper uh, wide receiver as a at a fresno state Dude's a producer. So, I, you know, it's kind of looking at pick 195, who to grab. And uh, yeah. he he's had several 1,000-yard seasons. This guy that gets targeted a ton and produces. So, though it's lower competition, uh, a guy that's used to being the guy. Uh, and overall, a fairly good athlete. It was He was there, uh, PFF's uh, 142-ranked um, prospect. Got him at 195. So, overall... Nice. PFF gave me an A, but I mean, why wouldn't they? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, but overall, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good draft. I, I liked the trade and getting more assets. Yeah, I should have gotten a tackle earlier, in my opinion. I like Sean Tucker, I think I could have got a, a tackle maybe with that selection, um, and then looked at getting a running back a little bit later. So I think I dropped the ball. There, so that was my low light. Uh, but Garrett Williams at pick 81, Whippler um, at center. Both, I think, were, were pretty good picks at 67 and 81. Which one's your favorite pick? Uh, I think Whippler because I think he's a guy that can come in and start. Uh, outside of the, the first pick, um, I like Garrett Williams. I think he's going to be a really good player if he can if he can stay healthy. So getting him at 81 and getting – um, three more selections for that that pick sixty eight. I think is a pretty good deal. Yeah, I like I like that for the most part. But uh, 
what'd you say? You didn't get it. When did you grab a tackle? At one fifty-two. That's not too bad. I mean, you don't have a ton of opportunity, and you had additional picks, so I wouldn't feel too bad about that. I think yeah, overall, that's uh, yeah, solid. it's one of those where maybe if I get to flip the the running back selection and the uh, or even uh, Ojimo, uh, you know, maybe grabbing someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, another defensive lineman a little bit later and, and getting someone that have a little bit more faith in their ceiling, I think could have been good. But uh, in the end, got someone to create some depth, got two, two offensive linemen and uh, a defensive lineman and a tight end to kind of strengthen the, the trenches. So, uh, you know, you do what you can with what you got. For sure. Overall solid, solid. I'd yeah. Say. yeah. I don't know if I give it yeah. an A. But uh, I don't yeah, know if I give it an A either. I think that's a little excessive. A little <laughs> excessive. Um, but I do think, you know, outside of really quarterback, every area got addressed corner, safety, tackle, and linebacker, I guess. So tight end yeah. receiver, halfback, D line, O line. Yeah, did all right. A nice spread. Again, yeah. lots of picks. So that's good. Yeah. You should have a good spread. John, I'm assuming that this would be like a George Payton draft. This would not yeah. be a Sean Payton draft. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, John, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go next. And uh, this definitely it. is is not an A. I was very disappointed with uh, how I did this draft, honestly. Uh, <laughs> just nothing, you know, every single time I'm like thinking, okay, at, you know, for after 68, at 108, that player will be there. At 139, that player will be there. It just did not go that way on the board for me this time. So uh, a very different draft than I would usually do. Um, but starting at 67, uh, we have uh, – he's either an edge. I have him as a five technique. A lot of people can have him in different scenarios. So that's also a benefit uh, of him. And it's Tuli, Tuli Peloto. Am I saying that right? The uh, yeah. Again, the defensive lineman edge from USC. I think he offers a lot of versatility. So, again, if you need him to play some edge, if you need him to play on the five technique, that, that gives him just a lot of opportunities to get on the field. That's what I like out of my defensive players as well is that versatility. Uh, he can, you know, he can confuse players by, again, being someone who's at the five technique and all of a sudden switches to kind of more of a nine, goes, goes outside. So I really like that uh, from him and his ability to just be uh, causing havoc on the field. Uh, for 68, I went with uh, Keanu Benton. Again, we've talked about him. Uh, I, I still feel like that the defensive line, a year in a year, you can expect some big changes, essentially. So I think this is uh, thinking a little bit ahead. I don't know where DJ Jones stands, honestly, after last year. Mike Purcell, I think we all love Mike Purcell. We just uh, hope that he is, remains healthy and that he can continue to have that burst uh, you know, going up there to, to stop those uh run attacks next at 108 i have uh jared patterson from notre dame the center he can play guard as well um but for me you know i was expecting a lot of centers to be there and boy did they fly i mean we're talking about like ricky stormberg was kind of my my guy i was going to go after and uh he was he was gone in the 90s which was very surprising for me uh just based off of other things i've been hearing uh, so that was surprising for me, even though I think Jared Patterson is a still a, a good fit for uh, for Denver at 139 in the fifth round. I went with Riley Moss out of Iowa again. 
cornerbacks were flying. I couldn't imagine that corners would be going so fast, um, it, you know, with so much depth. But, you know, teams yeah. wanted to get their guys, maybe one or two. So I went with Riley Moss, physical guy. I uh, was able to do it in the Big Ten, and uh, I think he has potential. Uh, pick 195. Now, here I don't know what to, to call him exactly. I think uh, at this point, uh, tight end or maybe inside linebacker, but this would be Jack Coletto, Oregon State. I always love him. That's that's been my crush. There's there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. Um, and I'm very excited to see what where whatever team selects him, puts him at, and sees where he can be successful because uh, I think he has a real opportunity. So that that's a real quick draft. I mean, that's the, the five picks essentially leaves a yeah. lot to be desired. A lot. I, I really feel that. Um, like we we were talking about, there has to be a receiver there to 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 get ready for the future. Um, I just felt like this was a, a huge miss uh, for me. I, I would grade this a, a C minus to a D, honestly. I really? mean, I'm not trying to be hard on myself, but these these aren't players that you can say immediately are going to make an impact. I, I don't know if all these would any of these would make an impact year one. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, year one is tough, though. Like even this far into the draft, unless you're taking a center with the first overall pick, you know what I mean. With the Broncos yeah. first overall pick, um, but you know, I, there's some good depth guys in there. I, I mean, I think Keanu Benton, even though I don't feel like he's a, a priority for this team, like he's he's going to have a role. You know, I think you again, like I'm I'm trying to view this as more like, of course, we all want the upside, but this is definitely a a depth draft. So yeah. From that side, it was definitely hurt by uh, at 64 and 65. We had uh, Luke uh, Whippler, uh, the center going to Chicago Bears, and then Joe Tippin yeah. going to the Houston Texans. So those were so close. Yeah, they just they just evaded you. It just didn't play out quite right. Um. Okay. All right. It's your turn. Let's go. All right. I got. Uh, with the Broncos' first pick, uh, center Joe Tittman. Uh, nice to see him there. I was excited about that pick. Yes. Big physical dude. I mean, he's definitely a mauler. Uh, he's got some experience. Uh, he probably can can play all interior offensive line positions. Um, but, you know, I think you would have him uh, earmarked for the center position. So felt like that was a good get early on. Uh, and then I followed that up with an edge out of Ohio State, Zach Harrison. One of my guys, you know, I, I really like Harrison's athletic profile. I think he is dynamic. Um, I do worry about his consistency. Even with Ohio State, he had games where he was on fire and games where he just didn't show up at times. And so that that's my biggest concern with him is, that you know he's going to have all this this talent that we're not going to be able to to tap into um and he's not quite as you know i think baron browning was more of a uh, an instinctive football player i don't feel like harrison has quite that same instinct um different position same program um but you know someone that i would be willing to take a chance on as a rotational guy especially in the third round um, followed that pick up with an offensive tackle out of Maryland, Jalen Duncan, <clears throat> big, another big freaky uh, offensive lineman. 
apparently I've uh, got a thing for big offensive lineman in this draft. He's uh, another 6'6", I think. Uh, yeah, 6'6", 306-pound uh, uh, tackle. He's probably a developmental guy. Someone that uh, I think has a good third-round value. Um, just if you can develop or you get someone in there that can take advantage of his uh, elite size and, and his good agility, then um, they can work on his technique. But I definitely think he's a project, but kind of a fun project to have on the side that you hope can put uh, put together enough to, to push um, for actual rotational time or backup time. Um, <clears throat> after that, I drafted – I did have a trade in here, but – it doesn't say exactly when they are on this one. So I, I ended up with one more pick. Uh, I wish I had taken notes. I thought it would give me the note at the end. But anyways, uh, at 139, I took Makai Gardner, cornerback out of LSU. Uh, big physical guy. Um, he's definitely uh, inconsistent. Uh, doesn't have elite speed, but he can play zoner, man. He's got good IQ. He's a, a willing tackler, um, someone that I could see, you know, being a depth of rotational starter. Uh, and I think pretty good value at that point. And this is the one that I'm not sure is going to be there, but I wanted to. Uh, I took him because he was there. And, you know, you got to take what's given to you sometimes. Uh, wide receiver out of Princeton. Andre, East, I don't know how to say it. I'm not even going to try. I-O-S-I-V-A-S at 142. I feel like he's going to be gone. Um, Maybe, maybe not. He's a small school. Princeton's obviously a small school, not elite um, competition. But this guy is a sprinter. He, he's he got great hands. Um, he's someone that can definitely bring uh, run after the catchability, decent ball skills. Uh, big, he's 6'3", he's 205. You know, he's he's a bigger receiver. We have some big receivers on the roster, but he's a bigger receiver with speed, um, which I don't really uh, consider Cortland or uh, Patrick as as stretching the field guys, at least not to, to that extent, that I think Iosivas uh, Savas, I don't know. I'm going to – I'm just going to struggle through that one. I'll let the draft people tell me when we draft him what, how to say it. Be careful yeah, they're not good at it either. <clears throat> and then last, I took a running back, Cameron Peoples, out of Appalachian State. Um, it's kind of a nice, you know, I, I think it's a good combination of speed and power. He's he's kind of one of those traditional backs that is um, patient. I really like those guys that are patient, can kind of pick their holes. He seems to be do that pretty well. Um, He's a decent blocker in, in pass protection. Um, and again, you know, as at, in the sixth round, definitely worth the pick, I think. So that's my draft. And I feel like I did pretty good. All right. I actually, really liked, actually really liked uh, your draft. Yeah, I, got, I, I agree. There was uh, a lot there to, to be loved there. <clears throat> I got me a, a center that can go in and push Cushion Mary. I got a nice developmental offensive tackle fairly early on. Taking a little bit of a risk with Harrison, I think, as a rotational guy. And again, not necessarily the highest need 
Uh, but you can't have too many pass rushers. And with the injury history of some of those guys, it's probably not a terrible pick. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then a, a long corner, which I like, a fast receiver, which everyone likes, uh, and a solid rotational running back. That is yeah. what we're asking for in the draft. I'll go. So you, I'll you go. It. I'll send this. I'll send this to uh, to thanks to the Patriots. Right yeah, I, I like it. I uh, let's see. I'm gonna try. Iosivas. Iosivas is that how you say it? I don't know. I'm taking a taking a risk at a. You did better than me already. So I mean. Hawaii. Yeah. Um, six three two hundo. The cool part about it. One is he like played Jake college JV, which it's a thing at Ivy League schools apparently. Um, okay. And then worked his way up to to being kind of that dude in the entire conference his senior year. Um, was an FCS first team All America, and um, by Phil Steele, a second team All Ivy, um, Senior Bowl Watch List, Senior Bowl Offensive Player of the Week, which. That's voted oh, on really? by the defenders, which is pretty cool. East-West Shrine, full outbreak offensive player of the week. So he kind of, you know, got invited to the, the Shrine Bowl, uh, did well. Got invited to the Senior Bowl, did well. Senior Bowl, did they, well, yeah. If you're looking for a late-round guy, has a ton of physical tools, <clears throat> I would assume. He went to Princeton. He can, he can pick stuff up uh, fairly quickly, in, intellectually, and then has shown the propensity to just get better as a football player. So... I like that one. I really like the Duncan pick, uh, and really obviously like uh, Tidman, who's my dude. So nice yep. show. I think you win today. Yeah. Yay. I needed a win. I needed a win. Yeah. Well, good job, guys. Uh, we are out of time, unfortunately, today. So we're going to close it up, but uh, make sure you reach out to us. Uh, always, we do the show for you guys, and we enjoy the interaction. So reach out at, reach out at orange underscore and underscore brew. On Twitter and Instagram, send us beer suggestions. Talk to us about football. Send us your mock drafts. This is uh, the thing we want to do for our next pod. Is if you are a mock draft fan, uh, do them and send them to us. We want to go over them on the pod. We're going to go over some uh, some Twitter mock drafts, and uh, we'll, we'll mention you by name and your handle so people can follow you if they're interested in doing so. And uh, we're going to break them down. Uh, and tell you why we think you did a good or bad job. So uh, you're putting yourself putting yourself out there for criticism, but we, we'll be nice. Okay, we'll be nice. Uh, but thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Um, be kind to one another. Be safe out there and go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. One. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance.